Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you. From our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena, Austin Horton across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. You know, I've got to uh, stand and salute today. Jake Scott did a fantastic job, as did Austin Horton last night during the draft coverage. And I know... uh, People don't like it when we congratulate ourselves, but I'm not congratulating myself. I'm congratulating the two of you. Great work last night. And uh, I think uh, when, when, when those kinds of achievements are attained, then th- they deserve to be noted. So duly noted from me that you guys did a great job. I think the listeners really enjoyed it. it, it they, I, I think they did. Uh, and I have no... That doesn't surprise me one bit. So nice work, guys. You know, Gordon, that means a lot. Thank you very, uh, thank you very much. I thought um, that it was really fun. I thought everything went really smoothly, Gordon. You know, uh, you've been a, a part of a lot of draft broadcasts, and some go smoother than others. And everything just just really seemed to click. I, I thought the insight we got from from the whole team. Uh, meeting our team, of course, uh, here on the zone. You know, from Bowler to DJ and PK, Scotty and Hans, and Tim. Uh, and, nice and Tim, I thought was was fabulous. I thought he he just uh, hit a complete home run. I mean, I you know, yesterday was a long day, and Austin and I were kind of making the joke that like, wow, it doesn't doesn't feel like it was that long ago that we were doing this very same thing, uh, because it was a bit of a, a late night. But I'll tell you what, Gordo. I went home with a pep in my step. I went home feeling. <laughs> I went home feeling good about the broadcast. I felt like it just it went well. It there yeah. was there was more drama uh, than you usually see when the Jazz are picking in the in the twenties, which I which I thought was kind of fun. So I uh, big thanks to the whole group and and you're in, you included in that there, uh, Gordon and uh, I. I, I thought it went really, really well. Yeah, you guys, you guys did terrific. So, oh, one more shout uh, out, uh, by the way, real quick while while we're uh, we're giving kudos, Derek Gardunio and the staff uh, of the Jazz, the PR staff, uh, who who were extraordinarily helpful, uh, not to just to the station, and they were great to us, but but all the way around, they were they were really good. Derek uh, Derek and his crew had a really good night last night. So, uh, well, big thanks yeah. to them. Yeah, it, it just it, 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 you can tell. I mean, the way it comes across, the information that's being dispensed, the, the the entertainment is just you guys being clever and being who you are. And Austin back there uh, being the gatekeeper, making everything work uh, the way he did, it was 
It was just well done, professional work, and it was fun to listen to, and it was fun to be a part of. So, nice guy, nice work. Guys. You know, you know what was cool is we had the the first exclusive interview in the market of uh, Yudoka Azubuki, and he came on, and I thought he was he was very good, and I would encourage people to give it a listen at twelve eighty thezone dot com. But and, and that usually happens, Gordon. We usually get uh, the the picks on the show, and but usually. Everybody's in New York, including Derek and, and the PR staff, and so they just kind of, you know, pull him aside and put a phone in his hand and say, uh, call into this radio interview. Uh, with the, the socially distanced draft, uh, that might have been a little challenging to, <laughs> to to coordinate all of that, and they did it. So uh, I think it I think it's awesome. It was a, it was a fun night, and we'll we'll talk all about the draft itself because I I think what the the Jazz did or and who they picked uh, is is intriguing. So. Uh, there's a lot of good conversation to be had. I, I read your column, Gordon. I thought it was good. Thanks. I appreciate it. it it's uh, it's intriguing. That's a good word because the, the the indication I'm getting and reading between the lines is that they're not done. They are not done. I don't think so either. They, yeah, they've they've uh, they took care of something. They took care of a need that uh, uh, people we noticed it certainly last year that uh, Tony Bradley blesses. Hart uh, wasn't real effective at the defensive end. Every once in a while, he would show some bright spots. But on the whole, uh, you could just tell that when Rudy Gobert went off the floor, it was it was too severe for the Jazz. So that, that was a need. It's just that it was uh, somewhat secondary to some other things that they needed to take care of. And we'll talk more about this, but yeah, we'll I think this is, set, this is setting the table for uh, re-signing uh, Jordan Clarkson and uh, maybe getting some more help, I don't know. I don't know how much help these guys are that they signed uh, that could help them on the perimeter a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, they've got a lot of player. They've got options on a lot of players who they can keep, who they've developed in the past, and now they add there too. Now whether those are guys who could really truly help them uh is somewhat doubtful at least in the short term all right so we'll get, we'll, they've we'll, got more work to do and they've got they've got some room they've got some room to do it well what are we going to do for the split now you just you just covered everything oh well i know but only we, only do you want to talk tennis for the split no story? no because you just <laughs> no, you just digested just, the whole draft that'll and, work uh, for the replay it's, it's only 208 <laughs> I I just glossed over it. You you've got all the, the 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 good details. I mean, I just I'm just sort of flying over fly this flyover, man. Can can I take a minute to to air some personal dirty laundry? Not that well, not that please do. Uh, people care, but I am a little grumpy uh in my marriage today. What happened? <laughs> well, okay. So I'm not a decorator for holidays. I think most people who listen to this show know, know that. Yes, I, we're uh, well aware. Uh, it's not. It's You're not Scrooge. my. At at most, it's just not my thing. Okay. I, I I don't really care to do it. I don't really want to do it. I'm not passionate about it. I'm just not a decorator. It's not in my personality. But we're getting a little internal pressure in the family to to decorate uh, for Christmas. If you get my drift. I don't think Austin would mind me saying that he can relate. No, well, I, I can definitely relate. Well, it's it's not like my wife is a is super into decorating either, so it, it's it's good. That's something we identify as as a couple. But the 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 three year old, however, is is noticing you know all the lights and all the stuff and all the stuff, right? So uh, you know 
I, I'm resisting, but where you know, the decorating thing, the ball might be rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, my wife sends me this text today that says, uh, I've been trying to find new Christmas decor for our house. I wanted to do something pretty minimalist. So what do you think about this? And it's a it's a link to uh, it's a it's a link to uh, a decoration at a very well known store. I won't throw them under the bus, but a really well known store, and it's it's a link to a thing that says hanging branch decor. <laughs> so what? I click through, I click through the link and I look at it and it's like, oh, I guess that looks Christmassy. I, I, I don't care. And, uh, uh I, I, I text back, looks cool to me. Oh All right. my gosh. <laughs> and so I, she calls, me, she calls me like, like immediately. And she, she goes, what did you, did you click through to the link? And I said yes. I cl- I clicked through to the link. I did, Busted. which I which I honestly did. I honestly I just clicked through and I looked at it. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, looks cool. There's to me. clicking through and then there's clicking through. You know, <laughs> so clicking all the way through. So the yeah. the other side of the story here is my wife follows uh, an Instagram person that's like it's like a frugal mom Instagram account. <laughs> Because my, you know, my wife likes to, to, you know, err on the side of frugality. Good for her. Yeah, that's how she was raised. So, uh, so <laughs> she follows this Instagram person, and they they've posted all these, you know, uh, digital uh, connections to to uh, uh, goods, right, uh, for Christmas, and it says send these links to your husband, and then post the response. So this particular link <laughs> was literally like a fake tree branch on a string that cost one hundred dollars. It's not fake. <laughs> is it real? That is a real, real one hundred dollar decoration. A one hundred dollars for a, a stick on a string. It's a Douglas fir branch. Like something you could clip from the front yard yes. and put it on a string, and it costs $100. That is that is not a fake. That's not a prank. That's a real thing. So my response looks cool to me is now, <laughs> just, is now surfing around. A $100 uh, twig. Uh, surfing around the internet, and, and I look like a complete moron. And as you know, Gordon, I, I don't like looking like a complete moron, so I'm a little bit I'm a little bit grumpy. Plus, I feel betrayed a tad bit. I do. I feel, I feel betrayed. You can't. You can't feel betrayed. Can he feel betrayed, Gordon? His wife gave him a book, and he just looked at the pictures. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you sort of uh, brought this on yourself. I didn't have look at some the price. time to read your wife's messages. If I looked yeah. at the price, I would have. I would have raised an eyebrow. But I don't know. She said, oh, I "No, wait, no, no. I'm not going to let you do that. If you looked at the price, you'd have a problem with it. Yeah, I'd be for like, sure. You'd have a problem with the price." Uh, but it is a stick on a string, sir. <laughs> Your wife is not serious about this. You know what she told me too? She said she's like, "You're not doing your job because you're supposed to be the counterbalance to my whims and <laughs> tell me not to do these things." Now wait, I'm I'm leaning more toward what Austin said. I think this whole thing was a setup. Oh, she it was. was t- 
It was yeah. totally a setup. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, it was a setup. No, it was, it was a, a setup by some Instagram influencer that wants to humiliate <laughs> husbands. Of course it was a setup. It looks like a kindergartner's art project. <laughs> you know, but uh, here's the, For you know, $100. I mean, they t- someone took the time to go out and get that twig. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you know, time is money. And, you know, I mean, you got to go out, you got to get the branch, you know, you got to tie the string, you got to, you know, you got to put some effort in. But uh, that's where you're going to go. Now, it looks like whoever was in charge of that uh, arm of this company forgot that that assignment was due that day and just grabbed (laughs) something out of the parking lot in the back of their car and threw it together. So, yeah, my project's ready. Oh, she man. said I was thinking about going minimalist this year. That's pretty. Mi- I get it, minimalist. <laughs> we're not more minimal. <laughs> we're not. We're not decorators. We're not looking to to be Clark Griswold here. Minimalist sounded good to me. Yeah, but think of it this way. I mean, now it spawns all kinds of ideas. Go out and clip your your twig. <laughs> bring it in. Oh, Gordon's uh, thinking you know, of the hustle. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, put. <laughs> you know, utilize the idea, and then and then. You, you've got some trees in your yard. Go out and get yourself uh, some of that evergreen out there. Trim some pieces off of it and bring it in and throw it around the house. Boom, done. Oh, man. Uh, just got a text from the wife, so that's nice. Uh, let's see. It says, um, tuning in just in time for you to tell this story. And then said, <laughs> Thank you, Austin. Read your wife's messages is what she adds. Have some time. That's all. I think Austin is right on the Ma- mark. Make some time. I just time. didn't look at the price. There's not a chance oh, you looked at any of it. Because no, it's I literally did. a branch on a piece no, of no. twine. Naz, we can relate to your pain here because Jake has done this to Austin and me, too. Every when segment. Yeah, I mean. When, Need no, action plumbing. On. Action hey, hey, plumbing, Austin, please. Austin, Do action plumbing! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Austin's telling Jake what to do, and Jake is uh, so involved in his own thought that he, he sort of just blows that off. Doesn't, I mean, he doesn't ignore it. He, he notes it, but not uh, the way it needs to be. So we, we, we feel your pain. This public shaming brought to you by Action Plumbing, <laughs> Heating and Electrical. Spring into action, mention this ad and receive. $33 off any service. Call today. That's 801-833-3333. 801-833-3333. Action Plumbing. <laughs> this gives me an idea, Austin. I think you should fine Jake $100 every time he ignores. I mean, if he's got $100 to oh, wave around at branches on strings, I am. Right. We're not finding me 100 bucks for that because I would be... I would be far net negative on the earnings for the day. You can never give Gordon Shine about his spending habits again. You're <laughs> purchasing sticks for a hundred dollars, and all you got to do is pay attention to what Austin says. Now, you know, and then and then well, here here's the thing: you're going to find him a lot, and then you know at least ten times a day, and then every ten times you can take that money and go buy yourself a bunch of twigs and branches and you know, strings. <laughs> now, my wife's texting me again. You should post it on your Twitter. The link for people to see. No, I'm not posting it on my Twitter. <laughs> I already did. No, <laughs> I'm not posting it on my Twitter. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, Austin. Great. What a great guy. See, Austin knows. Austin knows. And but there's a difference between Austin. And and you, Jake, because Wit loves Christmas. She loves the decorations. She loves all that, and uh, and a, a lot of that responsibility falls on Austin. But I had this conversation with Austin, and Austin made it clear to me that he does not 
give cursory service to what uh, Whitney wants. He actually listens and follows through. So uh, let that be a lesson to you. Hey, there's at least lights on this thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just not from the Dollar Tree. It's not just. It's not hey. just a twig Jay, on a string. Says, it's hey, not just sa- a twig on a string. There, well, there's lights really, on it too. It really does sound cool. No, it doesn't. I know. It's not cool. I can't defend that part. I can't defend that part. A beaver but... wouldn't decorate his dam with this stick. But listen, this is this is called trust because I would trust her with the decorating of our house before oh, I would trust nice. me. That's not even a kick I would. Save. I, you that, know that, she that, has. That's the most pathetic thing I've ever. And, and look, uh, Lisa's busted me on this before too. When she says, "When I, I just swear, yeah, yeah, whatever," you know, she knows that's a signal that I don't want to be bothered with it, and that's exactly what you know you what did. this was and. And Austin, I know you've watched this show uh, because I suggested it at Kim's Convenience. If anybody out there has seen it, the, what what they call in that show a sneak attack. <laughs> yes. That was a sneak attack but, right there. It wasn't really though. <laughs> this was this was you saying I should be able to trust you enough that I never have to read your messages, wife. <laughs> no, I clicked through <laughs> Don't the bug link. Me. You Don't bug got me. me. You, you, <laughs> you you got me. You make me read your messages. That's not what marriage is based on. I love it. I love it. From now on, anything that messages you, you just say, yeah, 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 I trust her. I do. I do, though. I trust her very much. Man. She makes many, you know, uh, uh, important decisions. She does. All the husbands out there are taking notes right now. Uh, Oh, yes, honey, I trust you. Which is good. And I believe that you trust her, but she needs to be able to trust that you'll read her messages. Yeah. I, I read her messages. You, read, the, you didn't read the, that uh, the, syllable. The word minimalist, I told you. I thought, it's oh, yeah, like, minimalist. That sounds that sounds nice, minimalist. No, it's good luck. It's you don't just know like her at all, Austin, do you? Austin, it's just <laughs> like when you and I say things and then 20 seconds later, he repeats what we said. You know, he's not, he's not dialing in. From the heart. <laughs> From the heart. Okay. Put a little time in, Jake. That's all. All right. So anyway, I got catfished by my own <laughs> my, my own significant other. Take it as a compliment, man. She wants she wants you to be involved in what's important to her. You know he can't read anything other than emojis, Naz. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So there there it is. He's There's... gonna get an emoji. He's gonna get that emoji <laughs> that uh, flips the bird at him. I think. There's there's. <laughs> oh, man, I hope not. And I know we're in real oh, trouble. Funny. But there's there's my my marital dirty laundry for you both to enjoy today. Hey, we I, I thought I'd relate. get a little support, by the way. We we can all relate to that. We've all made those kinds of boneheaded mistakes in the past. Uh, Looks cool to me. I'm <laughs> looking right at the text right now. Looks cool to me. That's funny. Get five so, of them. <laughs> so do you need counseling now? Is that uh, you know because I, I I have a little side business I can help uh, put this back together if you'd like. Uh, uh, no, I don't think we'll be requiring your services. Uh, it is it is literally a, a branch on a string. It's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> but it's the word minimalist that got me. I was like, this is, it's like feng shui. I don't really know what it is, but if you tell me, like, uh, oh, this has good feng shui, I'm going to be like, yes, I have good taste. I don't really know what it is. Uh, all right, you partially 
made up for your mistake, but I, I'm not sure that she's buying it because Naz is pretty smart. <laughs> Hash- she sends hashtag minimalist for hundreds of dollars. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> It was a little pricey. I didn't look at the price. I didn't look at the price. It's a stick. (laughs) You don't have to see the price. That's the extra credit for noticing the price. It's a stick on a string. I've not looked at it. Uh, Austin, on a scale from zero to ten, zero being worst, uh, how would you rate it? This is a minus of nine. It looks like the Rockefeller Center tree uh, lost all of its hair. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, man. I'm a little embarrassed. You should be. Well, first of all, I don't like your attitude toward the holidays. I mean, you really need to come around on this. Oh, You're going to decorate for Easter with macaroni art? Uh, well, it's not like Gordon's <laughs> doing any of the decorating. So don't 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 lecture me on that. I'll I'll, t- I'll hear it from Austin. But you're not on it. You're not getting up on any ladders this holiday season. Well, yeah, but I, I I rearrange a few things here and there. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I light a candle. <laughs> Several times a day. Come on. It's, it's the holidays, man. You got to, you got to, life, you got to embrace life, you know? That, that's the thing, oh, you know, because you know what, you know what Jake's thinking, Austin? He's saying, this is a pain in my butt. You know, I don't want to have to deal with this. This is because then I got to clean it up afterward. Oh, another, and meanwhile, Sadie's, text down, I have to Sadie's read, down huh? there jumping up and down, all excited about the holiday. And you, if you had your way, you wouldn't even have any <laughs> semblance of holiday in your home. Well, yeah, because right. I, I can get behind some traditions like eggnog. Yeah, sign me up for that. <laughs> my old man makes an e- eggnog that that'll melt your face. He's like, this is this is my eggnog recipe from my fraternity days back, you know, back in the good old days when, uh, you know, grain, it's bubbling when in the grain glass. alcohol was more of a thing. <laughs> Did they mix it up in the tub? <laughs> so, it comes in a jar that's been buried in the backyard for several months. This is uh, uh, this is the recipe I learned in Blacksburg, Virginia, and might I remind you, western part of Virginia. So <laughs> they know what now, they're doing in that okay. part of the state. Yeah, see that I can get behind. Just just to summarize here, I just if you had your way, what would the scout the Scott household look like uh, during the holidays? What 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 would you be willing to uh, to put up? Well, I think what it looks like now is fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which is so what? what are you anything? Saying? No, nothing. Hey, it's still November. You can't you can't bust my chops about this until at least anything for Thanksgiving. I mean, the, the, no, you know, we, a we, turkey here or there, or like a, a you know, oh, piece no. of art. No, we had a, a, a witch on our door for for Halloween, and uh, oh, some sure the satanic holiday gets celebrated. <laughs> Jack o' lanterns, you know. I put my I put my flag out on Veterans Day. Actually, I was pretty proud of my three-year-old because uh, 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 she reminded us. Uh, kind of. of Veterans Day. Well, she saw our neighbors and she said, "Hey, we should put our flag out." Oh, that's said, nice. That's, that's you know what we cool. should do. We'll you do. We she deserves do a stick on her string. Yeah. I, I think we need to ask <laughs> our listeners to contribute to the Jake Scott uh, holiday decoration yeah. fund. You know, he needs to. We need lots of those sticks. For the low, low price of sixty nine ninety nine, you too can partake in the Scott family decor. <laughs> you got, do it for the do it for your child. Oh, I'm sorry, ninety nine ninety nine. I was off yeah, by thirty dollars for this stick. 
I definitely like think On less a piece of twine. <laughs> definitely think less of this retail store. I gotta be honest. Yeah. As embarrassed it, as uh, I what am, kind of, I, what, what kind of twine is it? Is it like a fishing line or what? what no, it's a, it's it a looks hardy, like it's from the discard pile at Home Depot. It's like a hardy <laughs> shoelace. I mean, <laughs> look the kind that'll give you splinters if you rub your fingers through it. I love this story. This is so right. I so kind of want to call customer service on the air. And just say, and just ask them questions about this. Now, I understand you have a <laughs> stick for sale. Does it include the twine, or, or is that something I gotta add? <laughs> What's the price? Uh, Ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. Uh, how much is it without the, the without twine? the twine? <laughs> <laughs> There's lights. <laughs> There's, Do it. There's lights. Jake, change your ways. Oh. Well, I'm I'm taking a minimalist approach. That's for sure. That's that's what's happening. You know the sad thing about this whole thing, Austin. You and I have excess Christmas decorations. Uh, if we gave them to Jake, if we gave them to Jake, he still wouldn't use them. That's probably true. That's what we got. We got to give them to the youngest in the Scott family, and then they'll get put up. Don't you dare. <laughs> She actually mentioned getting a dog the other day, and it's like, All oh, right. that's not starting this soon. Have, have you allowed her to not, eat since? Or not happening. Not happening. Just remember, the initial price of the dog is just the beginning. You got to take care of that dog. You got to make sure it's healthy. You got to feed it. You know. Thanks, Bob Barker. Well, you'll well, be getting one. I'm, well, I'm not going to do that. Gordon so. doing his part to control say, the oh, pet population. Oh, 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 so now, you hear that, Austin? Uh-huh. Jake, Sadie wants a dog, and Grump over here is going to refuse her that privilege. Darn that's, right. That's probably a good idea. Because you shouldn't be getting a dog if everyone in the family doesn't want the dog. Exactly. Because the dog deserves to be loved by everybody. It's a matter of time. Jake's going to own a dog. All Naz has to do is say, you know, honey, I think it's time we get uh, Sadie a dog, and boom. Well, when she has a, a, a job and can afford kibble, then she can <laughs> knock herself right out. <laughs> I, think, I think Naz ought to just take advantage of this uh, <clears throat> flaw in your personality, Jake. Oh, excuse me. She ought to just uh, uh, go, go for broke now. Just send you a text about all kinds of stuff and see if you'll just blanket approve it. <laughs> It just makes Ferraris. It's like it's like the dude vacation we homes. It's like the dude we were talking about in uh, American Graffiti when he goes in to buy the the liquor, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yes. He goes. I'll take the ballpoint pen and I'll take uh, the magazine and I'll the, and I'll take a, a what a fourth of vodka. No, it was a bottle of Old Harper. Oh. <laughs> and you That's know, what sure, do. Jake paid attention to that. He's gonna, yeah, Naz, this is gonna, the, the next uh, the next message Jake gets is going to be like, uh, you know, honey, I want a $150,000 Rolls Royce. Oh, sounds sounds cool. Looks good to me. Okay. <laughs> she just texted me and told me to read the product description. So let's see. <laughs> this will <laughs> be you rich. didn't read the first time. <laughs> no, i got to admit, didn't read this. Uh, <clears throat> modern yet rustic. This swag suspends a lifelike evergreen, a bow from a length of sturdy jute twine. J-U-T-E. Is that? That's the I, type of twine. Okay. 
The hanging branch harkens back to the earliest Scandinavian winter and Christmas decor, with a scattering of tiny battery-powered lights adding high-tech sparkle. Uh, uh, an exclusive of this store, our <laughs> hanging branch decor brings the beauty of the winter landscape indoors. Exclusive? Whoa. They dared use the word exclusive. <laughs> this is not That's exclusive. Not- this is as exclusive as oxygen. Uh, it's available oh, everywhere. You guys, you guys. I just, I just looked at the picture. I think it looks pretty good. <laughs> See, You're insane. you could have made the same mistake. Yeah, no, this is, this is nice. I like it. Oh man! Looks, All right, that looks good. That would look good over anybody's that, mantle. That description is straight out of the out of the Peterman catalog on Seinfeld. <laughs> The hanging branch harkens back to the Scandinavian Christmases. <laughs> yeah, right, that's laying it on a little thick. Got <laughs> hey, EJ Peterman. <laughs> All right, we're it's a stick. <laughs> we need to uh, we need to get into some sports. We'll we'll, we'll hit the draft coming up next. We've also got Utah anybody, USC to talk about, of course. Anybody anybody know any good divorce attorneys? <laughs> hey, stop it! <laughs> Don't plant that seed. Uh, she is an attorney. She probably knows. So. She knows somebody. Knows somebody good. Uh, all right, stay tuned. It is the big show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. (laughs) It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today, Led Zeppelin, selected by me and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, uh, go to livenation.com. Austin and Gordon were nice enough to let me pick. Gordon said, make it a really good band, nice enough to let me pick it because I've... I've I've had an embarrassing day. So thank you to both of you. That's the the first nice thing you've done for me today. Looks cool to me. (laughs) Subtle and not funny. (laughs) All right. Oh, man. All right, Gordon, let's talk about the draft uh, last night from the Jazz where uh, they they moved around a little bit. Uh, They ended up uh, making two picks. Uh, I'm going to set the table for you and then respond. Uh, Take it wherever you want to go. All right. Okay. You want me to start? Oh, I oh I thought I thought you were just setting the table. I didn't know you. No, wanted me I was to, saying uh, okay. take it where you want to go. Now he's not listening uh, to who? No, I, I was I was listening completely. It was a misunderstanding. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, fair enough. Um, I'm having a rough day. Okay. Sure so the, the so the jazz had had a need. Uh, at the center position, because uh, when Rudy Gobert goes off the floor, they were getting they were getting kicked around. So that is an area that, uh, in most people's minds, they were emphasizing. But uh, apparently, that's what the Jazz saw in this particular player. He's uh, seven feet. He's has seven foot six or seven uh, wingspan. Uh, what is his standing reach, Jake? Nine feet four inches or something like that. Uh, sounds a lot like somebody we know, doesn't it? It does. There are a lot of similarities, in fact. He's 
He's not as mobile as Rudy, um, and he's he's he can't really shoot a lick, but uh, he likes to dunk. He broke the NCAA record for best uh, shooting percentage. I think it was like seventy four percent or something like that. So they see an opportunity to get this guy, and it, what it tells me is from the position where they were, and as far as any options were, were presented to move up to get a, a strong wing player. They, they just didn't see it uh, there that way. And so they, they draft this guy to take care of the need. They unload Tony Bradley and his contract, and they can utilize some of that money to, to uh, take care of Jordan Clarkson's business and maybe find somebody else to add to the mix. We've talked about how this team has two stars on it already. They want to strike while they can. They've already invested in Mike Conley, and we can argue about how well that's worked out, but they want to win as soon as possible with their stars, and they did not see that opportunity in this draft, at least not at a reasonable cost. And so it looks to me like this draft really was a setup for what's going to come next, and it's going to come quick because uh, everything's coming quick now. So that, that was my thought. And they did pick up a wing player from Syracuse, Elijah Hughes. I'm, I'm curious to know what you think about about that move, Jake, whether you think he's someone who can actually help the Jazz or whether he's no better than what they already have with uh, some of the other players that they have available to them. So I like I like the concept of uh, Elijah Hughes. You know, he could possibly be a two-way player. We know he can play some offense. And, he can and, score. Yeah, and he, he was a pretty efficient scorer at Syracuse, too. Uh, so I like that. Uh, he has the athleticism, I think, to be a decent defender, but, you know, they play that wonky 2-3 zone, so yeah. it's kind of tough to really decide what uh, what kind of defender he really is, I think. But uh, I like, like the concept of him. I like it that he's a little bit older. Um, he was uh, what uh, redshirt junior, I believe. He had to sit out a year to transfer from East Carolina to Syracuse. So he's 22, um, which I, I like the for the reasons you just laid out there. I like the the idea of somebody who maybe comes into the league a little bit more mature. Um, so I, I don't know. Second rounders are are always uh, you know hit or miss. Some well, not always I should say, but you can hit once in a while, but you miss a bunch too, right? So I'm not sure. Um, I've been trying to kind of digest the the because I didn't expect him to pick a big either, Gordon. I got I got to be honest, and I I've kind of gone back and forth and tried to put some critical thought into you know what the what the strategy uh, may be. I think at minimum you get somebody that's capable of being your backup big, if not right away, pretty close to right away, and that's that's okay. Probably... So that's a, that that that's a key point. What you just said there. Do you believe that this guy can step in and help the Jazz at least in in small you know spurts uh, at the defensive end next season, which starts in what a few hours? Yeah, starts well. Camp starts in what a week and a half, two weeks. Um, so I, I'm I'm trying to talk myself into him being like a Paul Millsap, where he has we've talked about this before. He has a skill set that can can serve a purpose and 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 he can play a role right away. And he might have that if if he can be a physical defender and a rim protector. I mean that's that's a that's a role needed from a backup big. And so if he can do that from day one, and he played that way at Kansas. I mean he was a physical guy. The hard part's going to come. How do you keep him on the floor offensively? And so that's gonna that's gonna limit his minutes automatically because he can't shoot foul shots. 
Yeah. So, and, and here's the other thing: uh, Will teams try to do to him if he does earn a role on this team as as a backup? Will teams do to him what they initially tried to do with Rudy and bring him away from the basket? Because once you get him outside the paint, and how effective is he going to be at the defensive end? Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I mean, he's he's a he's a big boy. So I mean, we've seen what some of those big physical centers can do, and that there you know there's a lot of similarities between he and Rudy for sure. But uh, he, I think, will be able to be a little bit more amenable to playing against physical guys, which Tony Bradley was not. Mm-hmm. And yes, that was that's very that, true. that was not good. And Tony Tony was not necessarily a, a tough player or or a rim protector per se. And I I feel bad that they moved Tony and they they had to because he made so much improvement. So I'm I'm kind of hesitant to to you know critique him too harshly because I think it's amazing what he did last year when the Jazz had to have somebody step up in that role and he deserves because a lot of Ed credit Davis, for it. But yeah, Ed Davis couldn't couldn't fill the role. They they missed on Ed Davis, and so he had to step into it, and he deserves a lot of credit for it, in my opinion. But I think uh, Doak, as I believe his nickname is, uh, has has the build and the body and the mentality, because he's a, a chip-on-the-shoulder type of dude, to step in and play a physical tone-setting role for the team. And I think that role is there to be played. Okay, but then again, and, on, and, here's and, the and, other and, side of the coin, though. Is when was the last uh, ready-to-go center you've seen drafted into the league? Been a while. Shaq. <laughs> it's got to be someone. I mean, DeAndre it. Aiden played right away, but I don't know if if you want to throw him into that category of being ready-to-go NBA made. But he was also <laughs> being act- asked to play a bigger role. How long did Stephen Adams sit? Didn't he start right away? He might have started right away. Anyway, but and he's more yeah. that physical I mean, player, though. Yeah. To, yes, to, exactly. To... That's a good. That's a good one. Yeah, I. Hmm. I. I. I it's okay. rare, though. Yeah. Let's see what if he can help the Jazz this next season, then that'll go a long way toward people saying, "Oh yeah, nice work." The two things that have to happen is what we just said, and then. Uh, the Jazz making another move or two that takes care of their defensive problems on the perimeter. Steven Adams didn't play a whole lot his rookie year, actually. He started 20 games. He only, play, he only played 14.8 minutes per game, though. Averaged 3.3 points and yeah. 4.1 rebounds. Huh. Who was the starter? I saw, I, saw, I saw him in college, and I didn't think he was ready to, to help right away. He didn't start averaging double digits until his fourth year in the league. Who was he behind? Do you know? Serge Ibaka? At the center? Huh. Serge, but no, or no, no, no. It was, uh, it was a jazz man, former Kendrick. jazz man. It was Perk. Oh, boy. But the, anyway, it's, I don't know. It limit, the, the more interesting part of the conversation, maybe we get to this next, and this is where my wacky mind goes, but I've seen some people talking about it. Is it an insurance policy? That's, well, that's what I brought up with you last night. Yeah. So I, let's, and I and I hated to really say it that way, but you have to wonder. Well, let's we, we can dig into it a little bit. Let's let's do that coming up next. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty, the zone. This. 
This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Christian Cox is going to be on the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Jay Drew of the Deseret News will join us coming up at 5, so stay tuned for that. Certainly enjoying getting criticized for my mistake earlier today, although shout-out to Stephen Surprise has got my back. Uh, Gordon, let's talk about the question we we uh, raised before going to, bre- to the break, and I'm curious to your thoughts. You know, there are people out there that are saying, is this an insurance policy? Because, of course, Rudy Gobert and uh, – his relationship with the Jazz remains the biggest storyline of this offseason, in my opinion. And uh, I, I'm curious, do you think that this this specific pick was related to that relationship? I do not know that, but the thought did cross my mind the second I saw him do it. I mean, how could it not, uh, really? Yeah. I mean, and I brought it up with you guys last night, and I almost didn't really want to, but that, I mean, you can't ignore that. A lot of people are automatically assuming, okay, he's going to fill in that role that Tony Bradley struggled to uh, fill. Uh, but but you you with the situation with Rudy Gobert, you have to think, well, okay, are they going to get that contract uh, where it needs to be for both sides to be happy or not? I, I, I don't know the status of that, and I don't think Rudy has talked about that publicly, has he? No, I don't believe so. Unless I missed it. So, I mean, how can you not think that when you draft a kid who is essentially the same dimensions as Rudy Gobert? So I've, I've kind of been, I, I've put a lot of thought into this, Gordon, and I, I've got a scenario, okay? I'm not reporting any news or anything like that, but uh-huh. I, I just have been trying to, to give it some more critical thought because, of course, it comes up in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. So by drafting this player, you, you may go to Rudy and say, or you may send the signal to him, say, hey, listen, this, this is a team. We're trying to, to you know, build it to ultimately be a championship team. And our situation with you is, is coming to a head. And so we've got to hedge our bets a little bit just in case things uh, don't work out. But here's the thing. Bring this guy along, bring him under your wing, and if things work out, well, then uh, make him good so we can trade him and add another piece. You know, like, hey, we've we've got to think about us a little bit and we've got to think about the future at, at the big position. And if it works out with you because you're already an all star and we want to st- uh, you to stay here and this guy develops into something good. Well, sweet. We'll move him and we'll we'll surround. We'll, we'll do what's best for the team. How likely do you think that is, though? I mean, what what's the ceiling? On, well, I don't know. Kid? Their uh, last center at 27 with these dimensions worked out pretty well. Yeah, but that's that's so rare. I, I know, but I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. they they obviously had him in mind. They reached to get him. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. there was some, you know, there was an intentional nature to this pick, which is uh, which is not a surprise because the Jazz have certainly done that in the past. But I like the way you're thinking there. I like the duality of that. You know. Okay, we can use them. Do you train them up? We can use them as 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 your backup. And uh, if you decide we're not uh, what you want, or we're not offering you what you want, 
then you can do your thing. Or if if he really develops into a great player, then uh, so good, then we can we can move him. So either way, there is a usefulness. Right, and and it's not like uh, you know this youngster is going to be even anywhere near Rudy's uh, you know level right away. Sure. Uh-huh. I mean, the likelihood of him being as good as Rudy is quite low. But then if Rudy decides, you know, that uh, that he parts ways with the franchise next year and decides he doesn't want to come back, hopefully you've got a player that mentored under Rudy for a year, and then you can take that money you were going to pay Rudy Gobert and you can go do something else with it. Okay, so let's talk. Let's, let's cut all the BS here and let's cut right to the issue. If the Jazz are going to re-sign Rudy Gobert, when does that business need to be taken care of? Uh, during this season, but I'm not right. sure what well, the, I, what the I, date I know. is. I know. I'm not talking what the potent, the possibilities. I'm talking about what what is the best move for the Jazz. When should they get that deal done? Oh, I don't think the answer, the the when is as much as the how much. I think that's really the most important thing. Just don't like from a management standpoint. If I if I'm serious about Rudy Gobert, I don't want to wait until the last minute, you know, to get that taken care of. That might not be able to be helped. Yes, I understand. Because I don't think they're going to offer him the supermax, and if Rudy is really dead set on that, he's going to take another year to go out there and try and prove it. I know of no one who believes that he should get the supermax. I, I haven't. We've you and I have asked probably fifteen people. On our show, and every time, what's the response, Jake? No, right, but I, I'm using the extreme figure to really prove right. a point. I understand. So maybe he's digging his heels in, in on a lower number, but you know, there could be an issue there. I don't know if there so, is. I'm so, just saying there there could be. It depends on. I'd I'd love to know how far apart they are, if they're far apart at all. So what is the signal to Rudy when you draft this guy? Does he knowing the way Rudy thinks? Does he think, "Oh, thank you, you're bringing in, you're giving me some help, so that I can get a rest every once in a while during a game without things falling apart"? Or does he think, "Oh, this is a threat to me"? I don't know. That's a good question because I don't think he's a threat to Rudy. Really, no, certainly not right away. Uh, in my experience in talking to players through the years, anytime someone is drafted who plays the same position, who has similar dimensions. Uh, yeah, I get they, it. They, they, they get the, a little paranoid about that. And knowing the way Rudy thinks, I mean, he can take offense at some pretty mild things. That's why the, the, I hope the, the Jazz are communicating uh, with their players and, and with Rudy Gobert. I'd, I'd tell him just what I said before. I'd say, hey. You know, be a good teammate, coach this guy up, and if he becomes a good player, we'll we'll flip him for what we need at the time. Because- I, I I agree I agree with something you said earlier, Jake, and that is it is about the price because I think the Jazz want Rudy Gobert. I, I oh they, totally agree with that. They, they want him. It's not it's not one of these cases. Well, well, how are Donovan and Rudy getting along, or how do they fit on the court together? Do they get in each other's way? And they, you know, it, no, it's a matter of okay, Rudy, how reasonable are you and your people going to be about getting this deal done? Yeah. Uh, some breaking news uh, coming from Shams Sharania. Celtics, Gordon Hayward has opted out of his $34 million deal for the 2020-21 season and will become a free agent. Wow. Why would he do that? He must know he's got a long-term deal somewhere. 
Is someone really going to pay him along those lines? It'll be less per year, but if you can get a, another four-year deal. I mean, I guess that's where he would think he's making it up in the back end. Have we checked his wife's Instagram to see where he's going? No. Interesting, uh, interesting though, he didn't he, – he passed on the – no, I got the joke. It was funny. Interesting that he passed on the opportunity to do the Celtics a solid – where have we seen that Weird. before? Yeah. Daddy's always happy. I'm going to take less money just so you don't get anything back from me. Peace. Hmm. I've read this story yeah. before. Man, that's uh, so like... That. Okay, so who was it last night during the show that predicted Indiana? Oh, that was, uh, that was Locke. Was it? They'd have to get rid of Oladipo first, like he pointed out. Mm-hmm. Which Oladipo would be fine with. Yeah, he pretty he's requested a trade, right? So More than that, that, we talked about last week, Oladipo's been talking to players on every other team. Hey, find a way to get me to your team. So how miserable must have Gordon Hayward been in Boston? Uh, pretty grumpy, I'd say. Yeah. Not sure anyone on the team liked him. Well, we got to yes. see. We got to see what the next deal is. I mean, maybe maybe he signs a, a big four year deal that's not too much of a haircut. That was for you, Austin. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, we go. Oh, okay, that makes some sense. Here's a guy who's entering in the you know, the I don't want to say the back part of his career because he's not really old, but you you know he's not young anymore either. Yes. So take four four guaranteed years, and maybe it's not too much of a reduction. And we come out of this saying like, oh, okay, that makes some sense. Doesn't it seem like a long time ago that uh, Darren Williams threw the ball at his head? Man, when he looked like a little kid back then? Mm-hmm. That was like 10 years ago almost, wasn't it? I, I wasn't he say. the 09 draft? Yeah, it was, the, it was 10 years because he spent seven here, right? And four in Boston? He was three the 2010 draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, Locke with a tweet that's uh, pretty on the nose. Daddy is not happy in Boston. Like <laughs> no, stealing, was, uh, stealing Austin's joke. I I agree with what Austin said. I, you could see the body language was bad. Everything was bad. It was almost like he was frozen, fro- frozen out of 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 the team feel. No one uh, likes I, coach's pet. Nobody likes him, that's and that's what true. he was. Isn't that what? It's like the, being on the safety patrol, Gordon. You know about that. Isn't that what Seth Curry's going to deal with now? That he's yes. in Philadelphia. Playing for his father-in-law, <laughs> the FIL and the SIL. We know that Austin wasn't very popular with the Clippers because they could have yeah. gotten Carmelo Anthony, and, uh, <laughs> and the doc said no. Which actually uh, seems like more of a wise move in hindsight. No, I don't know. At that time, maybe Melo would have done something. Yeah. I think he's better than Austin. I did have to deal with that when I was uh, captain of the safety patrol. You know, I, uh, first of all, there are people. <laughs> Who would kiss up to me because they didn't want to get ticketed for anything, you know? But I wait. Didn't you you had power to ticket I, I, people? Oh yeah, baby. I was I was a, I was a big deal. No, uh, was, you you could write tickets. But I didn't like to see others mistreated who were you know in my good favor. Wait, wait, wait. How old were you? Because when I hear the safety patrol stuff, I think like fourth grade. Yeah, it was. I think it was fifth grade. So they have fifth right. graders out there writing tickets. Where's your hall pass? (laughs) There's your ticket. 
Don't let it happen again. That's, good. Although, That's not. Come on. I, I was rather flexible, though, because I I was more about, you know, the safety of everyone involved. And so I didn't like giving tickets. So I would just sort of let, you know, just say, hey, be careful out there. You took bribes? You're the type of dude who ticketed every car. Every car you possibly could. You stood could. at the water fountain. One, two, three, four. Oh, that's more than three. That's There's it. a ticket. There's a ticket right there. And then where, where where did these fines, where were they paid? I, I can't remember. Locker 201. Yeah, right. Well, well, fifth grade, right they give the hey, uh, fifth grader ticketing power. Okay. It was, I went in, I gave my speech. I was elected by my fellow students. And, and, uh, and I, uh, you know... I won. Uh, there was no recount. Uh, there were no challenges to my election. I've, you realize so that it's not actually a jurisdiction, though, right? That it's not. Like... <laughs> it's not. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think they give the safety patrol ticketing power in the Constitution. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Gordon Hayward was never really all that all that popular with with any of his teammates. I think that was true in Utah as well as Boston. But uh, uh, you think that's a personality thing, or do you really think it was uh, the teacher's pet, the, the coach's pet? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if it were a personality thing. He couldn't have been real pleased about, like, when he when he signed there as a free agent, we, we can get to some of this coming up next, but when he signed there, you remember, like, for a hot second that offseason, it was the Kyrie and Gordon show, and oh, boy, yeah. the sky's the limit, and that lasted for 15 seconds <laughs> of one game. Yeah. And then he's, you know, you've heard uh, players that have dealt with serious injuries talk about how hard it is not to be, you know, to be on the sidelines looking in, that you're treated yeah. differently. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, that he was hurt for a long time and then comes back and the role he's playing isn't what he signed up for. And I'm sure he's frustrated because he thinks he's better or can play better than, than he has. On the other hand, though, you see an injury like what uh, Clay Thompson is dealing with, and I would wouldn't you suspect that all his teammates are rooting for him? Yeah, but he the difference there is, and I I wouldn't say that Gordon's Boston teammates were rooting against them against him by any means, but Clay Thompson's role is in cement on that team. I mean, he could have lost a limb, and uh, when he got back, he'd be you know he'd have his old role back. You know they've they've won titles over the years. I mean, he's he's going to have a role regardless. Gordon went to a new team, new locker room, new everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I almost felt sorry for him there. I really did. I know he was making all that money and whatnot, but it looked painful, his, uh, uh, if you want to call it, ostracizing. Uh, yeah. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll get into what's going on straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.